0: Dance off. Let's donate. Come on. Shoulder action. Who wins the shoulder action? I call a tie. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> giving me a run for my money this morning. It,
1: it, it's not good, but thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. We're just, you know, with God, all things are possible, including Nate dancing at the top of the morning show. So. Our prayers are being answered, folks. Our prayers are being answered. <laughs> well, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of your favorite pro-life morning show, Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate. Once again, I'm your co-host, Laura Musica, President and CEO of Sidewalk Advocates for
1: Life. And I'm Nate Robertson, Vice President of Sidewalk Advocates for Life. And it is such a great joy for us to join you again this Friday, each and every Friday, as we continue to talk about what's going on in our pro-life world and how can we continue to work on hearts and minds And this most important issue of our times, the cause of life.
0: That's right. The show has it all. We've got prayer, news, uh, victory story, tip, a special interview, usually, not this week, but usually, (laughs) and a devotional, more prayer. It is all right here, folks. And I'm so excited because for the first time ever, you know, Nate and I have kind of nestled into our things here on the show. But for the first time ever, I'm doing the devotional today because- I had the epic scripture verses and a reflection to share, so they let me do it, but (laughs) I'm the boss. I guess I can decide, but anyways, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. Just as a reminder, the show is available here every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Uh, We are on Facebook Live as well as YouTube, and now we are also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Nate, Advent is upon us. We are headed towards Christmas. Uh, inquiring minds want to know, have you done any Christmas shopping? Or are you the last-minute Lucy?
1: <laughs> it's a great question. We have done some. So, of course, we focus on the boys. And I will be honest and say that Kristen and I discuss Christmas presents, but she normally is doing more of the purchasing of Christmas presents. So That makes crazy. sense.
0: Your wife is very... Um, organized and right i get that impression that she just like she can do it all right Right. i think i'm kind of that person too in our family um i think i mentioned this a couple shows ago but we're doing like an extravagant white elephant that feels like a would that be an oxymoron (laughs) a an extravagant white elephant on my side of the family we're going to my brother's house And we've even got sister-in-law's family coming over, and we're having this huge white elephant gift exchange. And I already got mine, and I really want to share what it is, but I can't, because I don't know if family watches this or not, because everyone's going to want my gift. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, by the way, this morning I have to be careful, because wherever I position my head, it looks like I have a plant growing out of my head or part of a Christmas tree. So uh, we're going to work on product placement in the background next show. (laughs) I'm trying to stay between them here.
1: Oh Hilarious. my goodness.
0: All right. Well, how about we get rolling before Lauren, else, Lauren says something else really silly? How about we start off with a word of prayer, Nate?
1: Sounds good. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again so much for allowing us to join together this morning. We're so grateful for all that you are doing across the pro-life, pro-love movement. We're so grateful for our partners within the pregnancy help organizations and all of those who are reaching out. To, to mothers and fathers in need um, to, to make sure that they are fully informed and that they understand the implications of life-changing decisions that might end their pregnancies. God, we thank you for all of the sidewalk advocates who are on sidewalks this morning and the work that they continue to do by just simply saying yes. God, we just pray that you would continue to bless their efforts, bless those who are um, just in the valley of decision too. God, we pray for mothers and fathers this morning who are considering an abortion decision, and God, that you would really soften their hearts and that you'd give them a sign and that they would be softened to the message of hope and that they can continue this pregnancy with, with the help and the support of those of us around them. God, we're just so grateful for all that you're doing. And especially as we as we are walking into this Christmas season, we're so grateful for the, the gift of Jesus coming to the earth that we might be able to have salvation. And we want to keep in mind this Advent season, how powerful it is that Jesus came to the earth as a baby. So today we just ask that you continue to bless us, guide us, and lead us. And we'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Nate. Okay, here's our headline, and it's actually an update to last week's headline. There's more information that recently came out about abortion facility closures, and this continues to be good news for those of us who love the pro life cause. So, howdy, howdy, let me pull up my headline. Here we are. Okay. 65 abortion facilities have closed since Dobbs, saving thousands of babies from abortion. So a new report from a pro-abortion group provides great news. The report from the misnamed Abortion Care Network indicates dozens of abortion businesses have closed in the last two years. So according to its figures, 23 independent abortion businesses closed this year, protecting thousands of babies from abortion and helping mothers in need find better alternatives, When that total is added to the 42 abortion facilities that closed in 2022, We at this moment have a total of 65 abortion businesses that have closed down since the June 2022 Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. The pro-abortion group noted that most of the closures are independent abortion centers, not affiliated with Planned Parenthood. And that kind of makes sense because Planned Parenthood, right, is America's abortion empire. While the nation's biggest abortion company has shifted its focus towards the dangerous abortion pill, these independent Abortion centers still do surgical abortions. The closures likely mean that the small percentage of women still getting abortions will be more likely to use the dangerous abortion pill. The report comes after an extensive analysis that the pro life group Operation Rescue conducted, which we highlighted last week, that shows considerably more abortion centers closing across America. In 2023, another 49 abortion facilities closed or halted abortions for a total of 137. Currently, 14 states are abortion free, or we love to use the term abortion restricted because, of course, no state is actually abortion free, right? Uh, We still have women that are leaving our counties for the next nearest abortion facility or ordering abortion causing drugs. Even if it's illegal in the state, we also have a question of enforcement, right? How are we going to enforce that through the mail and such? Um, After the overturn of Roe, some clinics packed up and moved to other states that have little or no protections. uh, for life in the womb, states like New Mexico and Illinois. However, the expense and risk involved with such a move is significant considering that, according to the latest data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, one in five U.S. businesses fail within the first year of operation. So overall, this is about a 70% decrease since 1991, Right, that's where the abortion rate in the country was at its peak, as well as the number of abortion facilities. There's absolutely an association. Um, maybe that seems like Captain Obvious to many of you, but there's a lot of people who not don't necessarily make the correlation. Um, in 1991, we had 2,176 abortion facilities operating. So the overturn of Roe is undoubtedly saving lives. Again, we're not going to know that number this side of heaven. Still. Pro-life groups, people of faith and conscience are watching the rising use of chemical abortion. So this is really good news. Um, We're at about 50% of what abortion used to be in the early 90s when it was at its peak. We have seen about 70% of all U.S. abortion facilities shut down since its peak in the early 90s. So we are making progress You know, one of the things that I was reflecting on this morning, Nate, is um, and, and there's actually a debate whether Planned Parenthood said this themselves or it ended up being something that was attributed to Planned Parenthood. But the idea from Planned Parenthood, America's largest abortion provider, was that at one point they were going to be the lens crafters of so-called reproductive health care, that their vision was that when you walk down the street, as you are passing by these strip malls and these buildings with, you know, a multi-unit facility um, with all sorts of businesses and restaurants and, you know, places to shop at, Right that you would see a Planned Parenthood almost on every corner. And Mark Crutcher of Life Dynamics, um, who passed away a couple years ago, a great pro-life warrior that did a lot of undercover investigative journalism, I went to an event in Dallas uh, a handful of years ago where he was speaking. He was the keynote. And he said something that really just just gripped me. And he said, if not for the pro-life movement... If not for those of us that are working to save children and mothers from the travesty of abortion, that would be true today. Yeah. And we'll never know this side of heaven, the impact that we've had. And, you know, we get grieved about the vote in Kansas and Michigan and Ohio, and, and understandably and rightly so. Obviously, we have more work to do. But with the huge relationship between law and culture, I keep thinking about what Mark said that if not for you and me speaking up and standing up and advocating and educating that that is what America would look like today. It's really something to think about, you know?
1: Yeah, it is. And honestly, I sit here and I I got chills with you explaining that. Yeah. You know, folks, the reality is that without the yes that each of us have given to play the part that we play in this movement, we quite literally could have seen the lens crafters of abortion being Planned Parenthood literally on every corner or in every shopping center in America. But because people like you and I, because we have felt the call of God and and we've known that we had to do something, we have been able as a movement to hold the line and push back on an abortion industry that quite honestly cares about nothing but profit. Yeah. And it is in, in so much part due to the yes of of those like us, the, the yeses of the Scheidlers, the yeses of, of so many greats who have gone before us and who are still working in the movement. You know, the reality that we are seeing this decrease in abortion facilities is incredible news. We knew that this would happen after Dobbs. We knew that there would be some shifting. We knew some f- facilities would move and reopen. We knew that some would close. We knew that there would be changes, and we also knew that chemical abortion was going to continue to be a driving force. But you know what, folks? The reality is that no matter what is going on in your local community, in your state, in your city, regarding legislation around abortion, regarding abortion facilities opening or closing, you and I have the ability to change the culture by going to our local abortion and abortion referral facility and being there. And I would be bold enough to say that some, at least some of these 65 closures since the Dobbs um, decision were solely because of people like us who stood outside, whether it was praying or advocating, being present to make sure that there was the tension that's needed for abortion to end. So, you know, we do, we, we are so excited to hear this news as we see abortion facilities continue to close. But we understand that our mission is nowhere near over and our need to be present outside of every facility and having conversations with every person that we know about the realities of chemical abortion and the like is so critical to seeing abortion rates continue to decline and birth rates continue to increase. So thanks, Lauren. Mm,
0: So well said, Nate. One other thing I do want to mention, this is a little bit chilling, but it really shows the impact of what we're doing far beyond what we can see sometimes. And I'm just going to say to our producer, hey, don't go find this image or this article, actually. Let's just talk about this. But Cosmo Magazine just ran an article about abortion as a satanic ritual, a somewhat at the very least mainstream women's magazine. I hate that it's mainstream. I call it gateway porn and I'm sorry. I just, you know, kind of want to call it for sometimes what it is, what I see, at least the headlines are on the outside of that magazine. Um, you know, how many of us as teenagers even grabbed it off the rack and thumbed through it or whatever. It's, it's out in the open. It's there at the grocery store, right? They ran an article On abortion as a satanic ritual, step-by-step what you do to dedicate your abortion to Satan. And I'm still chilled when I think about Abby Johnson saying that this isn't just about money. And yes, there are well-meaning people for sure, absolutely, in the abortion industry who think that they're really helping women, usually people who have been wounded by their own abortion or multiple abortions in their past. And of course, that's why we proceed in love and we reach out to them and we get them to Abby Johnson's abortion worker ministry. And then there were none, these eternal souls who are in the grips of the abortion industry. But she said that for some at least, that this is blood money, that this is a satanic ritual for them. And that's just mind-blowing to me. It's like I want to go hide back under the rock that (laughs) I sometimes want to run to, right? Um, this This is big stuff. The fact that we have held back the forces of evil, remembering that abortion is a a stronghold of the enemy. Um, I just thank so many of you who have given of your time, talent, and treasure in the greatest human rights movement on earth, because we are seeing victories here. Even coming off the heels of a tough vote in Ohio. Let's celebrate those victories and let's continue forward knowing that lives and souls are on the line and knowing that Christ is going to have the ultimate victory. We are participating in a victory that's already been won for us. And when we bring that victory-minded attitude out to the sidewalk, that's often where we see miracles, even in the unseen sometimes, but that's where we see miracles, right? That's right. Very good. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for the discussion. All right. Well, on to our victory story. How appropriate! <laughs> uh, we have a beautiful new story up on the Sidewalk Advocates for Life blog. So obviously, I have a story this week, and uh, it's it's highlighting a moment that quite often many of us don't see. This is an image here. If you're, of course, watching the the video component of the show, Um, if not all to kind of describe for those of you listening by podcast, what you would see. But there's a circle in front of our conference stage, uh, a group of us praying, Uh, the Miami, a group of Miami sidewalk advocates, and some of us from the national team. And we had talked about a really big day on the sidewalk in Miami where about 75% of the business was turned away. And the abortion facility manager was so mad, she actually made a phone call to the local pregnancy resource center director, the very facility that we were referring women to, and yelled at her for all the business that was stolen, right? And we all felt convicted after the conference to circle up and pray. And I guess it, it... Move somebody so much that they actually stepped back and took a picture of this prayer circle. But we prayed for this abortion facility manager, we prayed for her heart prayed for her mind we prayed for her healing we prayed for her to come to Christ and in that circle is also a former abortion worker in Florida who was even moved to tears wanting to pray for this abortion facility manager and so you know yes this is not a victory story where we're highlighting a baby saved but it's a victory in that the body of Christ just continues to reach out to these abortion workers and these abortion facility managers and winning them over through the power of peace prayer and love So it's just, it was just such a beautiful moment. And I'm believing, I'm believing God has and will continue to use those prayers for this abortion facility manager. So please pray for this facility manager. God knows who she is. God knows where she works. Um, This is a woman who literally took over a family abortion business and was so mad, has been so mad that sidewalk advocates are effective that they're redirecting some of her business to the local pregnancy resource center. So please pray for her change of heart, the conviction of her heart to leave the industry and to let go of the so-called legacy in her family and build a new legacy in Christ. That's our prayer for her today. So there you go.
1: So great. such a great story, such a great moment that we had together at our conference and just expecting victory, right? It's kind of the way that we live, expecting victory and believing that even in the unseen, God is always working. So thanks, Lauren. That was great. Our tip for today is effective signage. I want to talk to you just for a second about the importance of having effective sidewalk effective signage on the sidewalk. See, I'm getting tripped up a little bit this morning and how it can be so useful, and also how sometimes it can diminish the effect that we have. When we, use, when we use signage that is focused more on the baby or focused more on abortion itself, it doesn't seem to get the same effect from women and men going in and out, as we see when that signage is effectively pointing them to woman-oriented help that is available to them at no cost to them. So I want to just encourage you today, and I I think we we may see a sign here up here from Lauren in a moment. We we want to just always be focused on the reality of making sure that it's clear, it is short, and it's large enough to be seen as people drive by, so that as you are trying to get the attention Of women and men who are driving up, they see a a very simple, clear message like the one that Lauren has now. I'm ready, producer.
0: Here it is. You You ready? Drum roll. Yay. Oh, wait. I got to turn it this way. I feel like I'm a bad Vanna White. Okay. So the sign is
1: bigger than the camera, which is great because that's part of my whole pitch about effective signage, right? It is so large, it has great large lettering, and it's very clear of what we're offering. Pre pregnancy tests and ultrasound, and it makes it very, um, very apparent that we are not trying to obviously get any from these ladies and who are going in, and that we have services available that match at least some of the services that they're going to that abortion facility for. So, I just want to encourage you that if you've been, you know, really trying to figure out what is effective in signage on your sidewalk think about woman oriented messages that are very short and signs that are professionally done. I know that sometimes we want to make homemade signs because it might be easier for us to quickly do a homemade, homemade sign with a message. But remember that sometimes when you make a homemade sign and you take it out to the sidewalk, it may not look as professionally done to those who are driving up as it may have looked to you. So if you can't have a printer to print those professionally we definitely recommend that you not use homemade signs on the sidewalk. And I personally would say it, it seems that it works best, again, through the amount of research that we have with our now almost 270 locations, that the most effective signs do not have pictures on them, even really nice warm pictures. But the most effective signs are very clear with wording that can be read as they are driving up their car, and that really aligns with the need that that woman has for that morning of receiving full medical information at, at at no cost to her. So there you go. There's my tip for today about effective signage.
0: Great job, Nate. And I loved having a moment where I could be Vanna White on the show. That's right. So I'm really Thank proud you. of the signs that we have. Yeah, you have to be careful with homemade signs. Sometimes they look like ransom notes if you're not careful. So, That's right. and I've made a couple ransom notes in my day, uh, metaphorically speaking. So. I love how I have to qualify that, right? So oh my gosh. I still remember when uh what was it? Justice Brett Kavanaugh was going through his um hearings. Um, you know confirmation hearings. confirmation hearings. That's the term I was looking for. And they were just digging through his past ridiculously, right? Even grabbed a I think he had a calendar from when he was 16 years old and they're grilling him and trying to stick him with things that he didn't do. And uh remember some of my friends who have worked in the abortion industry and are now pro-life, including Abby Johnson, they said, uh, we would just like to make it known, Abby actually said this herself, I would like to make it known that I could never be a Supreme Court justice. If you dig through my past, I'm going to have some <laughs> interesting things. And I actually said, you know what? I'm pretty boring. I've gotten some speeding tickets or whatever, so, uh, anyways, just with what we were saying, I was just chuckling to myself. Uh, when I say I've written ransom notes, um, it's, it's metaphorically, I just want to clear that out. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, oh yeah, their producer just put in our notes, turned in library books, way overdue. When I was growing up, remember Blockbuster where we all went yeah. to, we got the the videos, then we rented them and we had to bring them back within 48 hours or whatever, those of us that, you know, were born in the 80s and 90s. Um, I still remember my family was so bad about turning in the videos. I still remember we went to Blockbuster and returned these videos that had been out forever, right? So it's my dad, me, and one of my brothers. And they printed off this bill that had like layers to it, right? And he holds it up and he's like, $99, (laughs) $99. My mom was so mad. We paid almost a hundred dollars because these videos had been, you know, not turned in for days, maybe weeks. I don't know. I was just laughing in the background. They were so mad. It's a great lesson. Get your stuff (sighs) on time. Anyways, that's also part of my criminal record. So, okay. (laughs) What are we doing next, Nate? We tip. Okay. Special segment. Normally, normally we would do a special interview, but we actually wanted to use this time this week because we're at a very special place in the sidewalk advocates for life ministry calendar. We wanted to make a special invitation to all of you who love the cause of life. Um, As you all may know, we are America's largest sidewalk outreach organization. By God's grace, we have now seen about 22,000 babies saved and mothers served 87 eternal souls who have left the abortion business with the help and witness of a sidewalk advocate and 55 abortion facility closures. We've grown from our inaugural 22 locations to 267 teams and actually growing very shortly here. We're going to be adding more sites in Chicago and beyond that number is actually going to jump up here pretty quickly. But what's so beautiful is what God is doing through all of you. And the other group that I want to highlight today, who is making a profound difference, who who is 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 cradling this ministry in a very precious way, is our ministry partners, those who give of their precious treasure to keep this great work going and growing. Right now, Sidewalk Advocates for Life has an opportunity before it, such as we have never seen before. We have the largest matching opportunity, matching fund opportunity in our year in campaign, as we have, again, never seen this before. This this has never been seen before. A $437,500 matching opportunity. And I'll tell you right now, we have about $350,000 to go. Now, we do have a ministry partner who's discerning uh, a large gift that will take a chunk off of that, right? But there is no doubt that we need your support today. When you give to Sidewalk Advocates for Life today, $50 becomes $100, $500 becomes $1,000, $1,000. becomes $5,000, $10,000 becomes $20,000. You get the point, right? Every gift that you give today is instantly doubled. No gift is too large. No gift is too small. We've got a lot of runway here. We need gifts of all shapes and sizes. And so uh, what Nate and I want to highlight for you today, and then we're just going to have a little bit of a discussion about how the money is actually used. What are we actually fundraising for here as the largest sidewalk outreach organization? Uh, I think our producer is going to put on the screen here. There it is. Uh, our giving link. So it's sidewalkadvocates.org slash give. So our website slash give, I'll say it again, sidewalkadvocates.org slash give give. I'm challenging everyone who's watching this broadcast to make some sort of gift, even if it's $10, even if it's $50, right? And for those of you who can make a gift of 1000 or 5000 we absolutely need that right now. So when you go to this page, you can click the, the Donate Now link and it'll take you to our secure giving site. You can go ahead and fill out that form. It'll take you like less than two minutes and you can remit your gift. But there's other options to give. One of the uh, ones that I, I really want to highlight to all of you is brand new and And that is our Venmo option. So if you go on Venmo and you search under charities, you can look for at Sidewalk Advocates. That's it right there at Sidewalk Advocates. And you can give by Venmo, which is so exciting. If you want to mail in a donation, you can click that link right there and send in a check. Right. Our address is right there. Or if you go on our website and click the contact us uh, link, then you can also access our address that way. If any of you have any questions about the campaign, the ministry, you can always email us at info at and we'll get you to one of our staff members who can answer that question. You know, Nate, um, I want to answer a really interesting question that someone asked me at an event a handful of years ago, and that is, why do you need money? Why do you need money? Um, this, this beautiful, sweet lady said to me, when I did this, uh, I did it for free. I used to be out on the sidewalk, sidewalk counseling, and, and I did this ministry for free. So why why do why does Sidewalk Advocates for Life need any funding? And I told her I really appreciated her question, that when I was individually doing ministry and, and sidewalk uh, counseling, doing sidewalk outreach, that I didn't really need a whole lot of money anyway. Now, I would argue you need some money because you need literature and you need signs and um you know, for those of us that can't afford to be out on the sidewalk for a long period of time, right? We have to work, we have to put food on the table. Um, there was a period of time that I worked for another group that gave me a stipend so that I could actually do that before I went to law school. And I really deeply appreciated that. At first I struggled with it. Like, who can I take money for this? This is something that I did for free when I was in you know, college and, and law school and so forth. Um, but what I explained to her is that what we're doing here at Sidewalk Advocates for Life is very different we are first producing a new type of sidewalk counselor this certified sidewalk advocate that has hours and hours of training that knows how to counter the abortion empire that is planned parenthood We provide for local communities a comprehensive training tools and support program. We have a full-time programs department that supports them spiritually, strategically, legally. We have attorneys that will go to bat for people and um, help them with their legal issue, legal issues that otherwise would run them off the sidewalk and infringe on their First Amendment rights, right? I explained to this lovely woman that, you know, we have training videos that have to be hosted online. We have a listserv to invite people. To into our ministry and to let them know what God is doing in the ministry. We have to travel to visit our teams and give sidewalk instructionals, right? And so believe it or not, this is expensive to scale to this degree. We're aiming to cover every single uncovered abortion facility in the United States. There are 777 abortion and abortion referral facilities in America. We're at about 267. We got a long way to go, right? And it's going to take financial support along with your prayers in order for us to get there. So just any thoughts you want to share, Nate, on this campaign and the opportunity before us and how people can help.
1: Yeah, it really is such an incredible opportunity that we have before us of the largest matching um, fund opportunity in our history and being able to make sure and propel us to be able to cover all of those uncovered abortion facilities. You know, Lauren, you explained all of that so well. And I would just add that Because I get to work with our programs team so much and lead that department, you know, I see the benefit of our um, programs managers, our regional programs managers, being able to not just support their local leaders virtually, which they do such a great job of, but the opportunity to go and travel and be with them and go to the sidewalk with them in their local community and not just conceptually helping them with the challenges that they are dealing with in their community, but being on the ground with them. And being able to troubleshoot in the moment and giving them additional tools and tips and strategy from the sidewalk. I know even personally, when I have made trips to the sidewalk, those groups have seen exponential change in their outreach to women and men in their community. Not because there's something that's magical about us being there with them. But with us doing this all day, every day and making sure that we are becoming more and more effective in our ideas and then helping them to implement them, it is just showing dramatic changes at our local level, you know, and are also with the expansion of our Metro coordinator program as we work to hire full-time individuals to help spearhead the local volunteer effort in the metropolitan areas where there's the highest concentration of abortion facilities, it is changing, literally changing the world because we are literally able to make sure that people are equipped, supported, and trained to be outside of those facilities reaching out as these women and men are literally in the valley of decision making life-changing decisions. When we talk about, you know, doing something that is changing the world or that is life-changing, I don't know that there could be a more important role in in our society today than being those who are fighting the greatest human rights battle of all times and equipping local volunteers to do it on an even higher level. So, you know, this giving campaign is so vital to what we do. And yes, it takes a lot of money to run these different programs to make sure that we are equipping, serving, and supporting all of our local volunteers on a very high level so that we can continue to see the momentum increase. You know, you can go to our website today and you can see that we now are closing in on 22,000 moms served and babies saved that we know of. Those individual lives are only possible because of the generosity of our ministry partners continuing to say yes with their treasure as we continue to say yes with our time and talent in equipping people to be the hands and feet of Jesus on every sidewalk across America. I mean, if my math is right, we got about 510 sites that we're not at. Not all of those are uncovered, but we have a long way to go to cover every abortion and abortion referral facility in America. We believe that that is not just our goal and our calling, but that it's God's call for us to be there to make sure that women and men have real medical information, have real options and have real hope. Mm,
0: Thank you, Nate. Thank you. Um, For those of you listening, there's someone out there that can make a $25,000 gift. Um, If that's you, we need your help. There's someone out there who can make a $10,000 gift. If you have the means to do that, we could really use your support. We need several gifts of 5,000, of 1,000 and 2,000, and then we need the gifts of 50 and 100 and 250 and $10 and all of that. So Whatever sacrifice that you can make today, we would be so blessed by it. Again, normally here on the show, we don't talk about the opportunity to give, but it really is an opportunity that God is putting before all of us. And so thank you for allowing us to just ask, just humble ourselves and ask and let you know what's before us. And again, we can't do this without you. One of the last things that I'll say, I still remember this. Um, One of our uh, largest donors, actually, Andrew. I still remember early in our history when he made a $5,000 gift and he said to me, you know, Lauren, I can't get to the sidewalk because of my particular vocation and station in life. I'm a dad, you know, he's running an oil and gas company. He's working to put food on the table. He just had his fourth child and he said, I can't get to the sidewalk. This is my way of getting to the sidewalk. I didn't even prompt him for that. I, I, I just thought it was such a beautiful moment that he said, let me join you in this great mission to save lives and to end abortion. He got it. He understood it. And that's how we see you. When you choose to invest in this mission, you are part of our team. Whether you are you can make it to the sidewalk or not, we would be so blessed by having you join our team, our family, and our community in this great mission. So thank you for your consideration today. Sidewalkadvocates.org slash give is the link. Sidewalkadvocates.org slash give. All right. Well, we've got to wrap up. Let me go ahead and do the devotional real quick. I'm so excited. I have the devotional this week. This is so fun. Psalm 27, 4. One thing I ask, this I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of his temple. For the longest time, I actually considered this to be my favorite verse. And it's actually kind of funny because if you know me, I'm the Martha before I'm the Mary. I'm the mover and shaker. I go make things happen and I kind of have to force myself to sit at the feet of Jesus and just gaze on his beauty. And I love this verse because it just was the cry of my heart for so long that our Lord is so good, he's so generous. Um, he longs to pour his gifts out upon us. He longs to give us his abundant life. And sometimes, especially right now, with so much going on around us in the world and in our homes and on the sidewalk and beyond, that sometimes what's needed is for us just to sit at the feet of Jesus and be cradled by him and to be refilled by him and loved by him, right? And so I just kind of pose that question to you is ask yourself where you're at right now. Is what you need. To sit at the feet of Jesus and to receive his love and peace and refreshment. Again, I'm, I'm as I'm saying this, I'm like, boy, I need to go have some concentrated prayer time myself. I'm the busy CEO running from one thing to another. I've got six or seven meetings today. It's going to be insane. But I'm going to need to have that time where I just let the Lord hold me and cradle me. And as I do my work to turn it over into his hands and allow him to transform it. Lauren loves to take control. Lauren loves to pretend that she's the savior. We already have a savior. He already saved the world. Lord doesn't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Right. We know that God is able and, uh, we just need to do our part and let him do his, but first let's sit at his feet and be refilled by him and then get our
1: marching orders. Right. So there you go. All right,
0: Nate, how about we close out with a word of prayer? Are you ready?
1: Sounds great. Let's pray. Dear Lord. we thank you so much for this show. Again, we thank you for reminding us to just be present with you and allow you to fill us and allow you to guide us and allow ourselves to be consumed in who you are and not allow ourselves to get consumed in all of the worries around us. Y'all, we're so grateful for your word. We're so grateful for your spirit. We're so grateful for Jesus, you, as our Savior. We're so grateful this Advent season that we can again remind ourselves of the gift that came as an infant child that would be the Savior of the world. God, I pray that you'd continue to guide us as our Advocates for Life and throughout the pregnancy health organizations around the country, that you'd guide us as we continue to work in the great mission that you've called us to. May you continue to bless the efforts of all of those who are working to reach out to women and men in need and pregnancy situations. And God, we just pray that you would continue to save women from abortion and that in effect as you save women from abortion, you save their children. And God, we just pray that you would continue to use everything that we do for your glory. We'll continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that's due your name. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Thank you, Nate. What a great show. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Wake Up to Life with Lauren and Nate. We we'll look forward to talking with you next Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook Live, YouTube, or where you find podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Have a great week. Bye-bye.